Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. The sun goes down, the stars come out, and all that counts is here and now. My universe will never be the same. I'm glad you came. Bill O'Brien is back. So what does that do to the AFC East as we look at it right now? In our two aggression Fourier, 1101 is the time. Good morning to the Twitchers. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. Follow WEI on Twitch. You can text us at 37937 and get us anytime on Twitter. Gresh Fourier, WEI. So Miami appears to be keeping the same head coach and quarterback together. Yeah. The Bills were a divisional round out. Yeah. The Jets, well, they're the Jets. Yeah. So the Patriots now with Bill O'Brien, a solid second behind the Bills, hmm. a game or two behind the Bills right now. With if you say it's uh, three wins above replacement, yeah. if if it's a plus three, you go from eight to eleven, you're right on the doorstep of the division. Or are we fooling ourselves? No, see, I think it would be easy to get caught up in the hysteria of Bill O'Brien returning and suddenly you're going to be better than Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And I think and then you have that last game of Josh Allen not playing his best at home with all everything going around him. So it would be easy for you to get caught up in that. And I'm usually a sucker for that. Just going to admit it. Taking the cheese. Oh, yeah. You're too I emotional. Am, whoa, dude. Yep. Need to figure out a way how to handle it. Oh, okay. it's pizza tonight. <laughs> Give me yeah. three of them. Yeah, it's, just, it's, been my, it's just who I am. I can't help it. I'm not going to do it on this one, okay, because I feel like that would be insulting to the Bills who have actually figured out who have who are farther ahead with their quarterback. Let's just start with that. Okay. With a coach and a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator. We'll see how that works out. So the answer Absolutely. Solid number two. I feel real confident about them being a solid number two. You you, you could have went and should have went. Uh, I'll say could have went to the playoffs over the Dolphins, but you, you lost some stupid, stupid games in some stupid, stupid ways. See the Raiders. Okay. See Cincinnati. See Green. There's a whole bunch of That was in the past. Yes. We're moving forward now. But, yeah, I would say feel really comfortable being a strong number two. And the crazy thing is you mentioned the Dolphins, you mentioned the Bills, you mentioned the Patriots. Dolphins are in a tricky spot right now. I know. And and I would even say but at least they at least they they have like they're more respectable and they have more fight the, to them than the Jets do. Cuz I would say out of all the teams that kind of wallowed in despair, okay, in despair with the Patriots and their 20 plus years of success, the Bills fought their way out of it. Now look at them. The Miami Dolphins, just they figured it out, at least in the short term right now. Mm-hmm. The the Patriots seems like they're readjusting, okay, again for like the second time. And the Jets just still haven't been able to do it. They just, uh, you mentioned, and the Jets are still the Jets. And the Jets are the, the Jets. The Jets are still the Jets. Right. Like, there's just no, how do they fix it? They got to do something desperate. They got to do something groundbreaking. Or else they'll just be stuck in the same old rut forever. Well, you got to tell your OC who your quarterback's going to be. So the general manager is going to have to pull. Joe Douglas is going to have to pull back the curtain a little bit and be like, hey, listen, 
you're not going to be working with Zach Wilson. You're going to be working with yeah. X, who is my target. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, you know, I think that's the case. Like Zach Wilson isn't the guy. I think everybody knows that. The locker room doesn't trust him. They don't even like him. They don't even like. Hey, you know, he's tough. Yeah, but he's he's not a great quarterback. You know, but he's our quarterback. I don't even hear that coming out of New York. Usually that means, oh, we respect him. He's just not as good as we thought he could be. It's just not really for him. He's probably a career backup, but we like him because he fights. This guy's just dopey, douchey, and just what's another D? Dopey, douchey. What would be else? What would be the trifecta? Dopey, douchey, doc. Dopey, douchey, dumb. No, 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 no. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. He's he's he has the holy trinity of attributes that you do not want for a quarterback. He's dopey. He's douchey and he's dumb. Mm. Yes, put that on a T-shirt. Like, oh, there you go. Put that on it. What you don't want your quarterback? Well, you to know be. what? It could be dopey, douchey, and dumb equals Dunsky. There's Dunsky. your T-shirt. I like See, it. There it is. Wow. Well, tie We're it all in. Out on all these financial all this merch ken laird get that up at weei.com uh but part of the reason i say the dolphins are in a tricky spot is they can create a whole bunch of cap space if they want to but that means they would have to go to guys like teron armstead and tyree kill and some of their higher paid players and get into the stuff that bill belichick has tried to avoid for many years which is the well we'll just keep kicking the can down the road the most recent example of that is devin mccourty where it's, we'll kick the can down the road because we need you and we want you here. But otherwise, Bill Belichick normally doesn't engage in that kind of sort of, hey, we'll give you a contract. If it is, it's small in nature, like to Better minimum. Well, but no, but to like David Andrews, right? So if you're going to restructure Tyreek Hill, you're talking about tens of millions of dollars. With David Andrews, it's, ah, he'll free up a couple million bucks for us here, and we only have to make a minor tweak to a player that we really like and we want having around anyway. But now if you're Buffalo, the level of engagement within your division is a little different because when you're Buffalo defensively, and if you're their general manager, Brandon Bean, and you're putting together that roster and you're like, oh, man, look at what Bill Belichick is doing, for God's sakes. And you're saying, Matt Patricia, and it was no problem. Nobody was scared. Now, it's a little different because you got to get ready for a guy who understands offense now. you got to think that the Patriots have the ability to score 24 points a game now consistently and maybe even a little bit more. you got somebody that can match up. And part of the reason I say Miami's in a tricky spot is because they went out and spent a ton of money last year. Are they going to do it again two years in a row? Likely not. With Buffalo... They have to think, oh, crap, somebody got closer behind us, and we're not near. Well, I shouldn't say not near. We need to catch Buffalo and Cincinnati as well. So for them, the level of engagement for the Bills has now gotten a little scarier because on the whole, their roster is relatively set. they got to figure out how to keep a lot of it together and add the right pieces to keep them from falling apart. You're talking about Buffalo. The bu- yeah, okay, because I want to go back to the, the Dolphins. So, to Miami. Go, go ahead. back to Miami real quick because there's a lot to unpack with, with the Bills also. No doubt. And we can almost do this every single day. When I look at the Dolphins and you mention, okay, man, we we got to do something. I don't think I don't think Tua's the guy, okay? He's a good quarterback. He's better than I thought he would be, oh, yeah. giving, giving him the best weapons in the National Football League has ever seen with a very innovative, good offensive head coach. Perfect situation. I think they can do better. That's just the way I feel about it. But then you talk to Tyreek Hill and you say, listen, why don't you come into the office? Hey, um, we think we're close, 
but we need to get uh, we need to add some pieces. And you, man, you're locked. You're locking us down with a lot of money. We want to restructure, huh? Okay, def- what does restructure mean to you, Mister Owner Guy? Oh. What does Mister What does restructure me- mean to you, Mister Billionaire Guy? Tyreek, Tyreek, it's not a pay cut. Oh. Okay, but what okay. we'll do is you're going to leave the office today with a check for $10 million. Okay, well, wait a second, Mr. Owner Guy. Hold on. So, but I, will I still get all my money? You'll still get all your money. But you're just going to get earlier. We're going to give you a little bit more now. But what we need you to do is. What's that? X, Y, and Z. Huh. But I am going to get all my money. But you are going. You're going to get money today. Right now. That's right. Oh. Oh, that's good. That's right. That's good. I'll do so that. So you try I'll to hook them on. I do that. Now, that is that is the key. The whole like this whole like you know myth, you know. Hey, we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna he's gonna restructure his contract. Eh, maybe, depending as long as he gets all the money that you promised him because. It's just football contracts to me are just not worth the paper that they're, they're written, written on. on Charmin. So I just sit there and go, whatever. So that conversation is going to, how's this going to go? Okay. So you want me to help you out? I'll do that. Like it was like all this, even with Brady. Well, you know, Brady, uh, you know, restructures his contract, but Brady never took a penny less than he should have. No, no, no. He worked with the team. Yeah, it's like part of the reason why Bill Belichick probably thought in 2019, oh, he'll be back. He always is. So as long as I can get my money, that's fine. No problems. I don't think you have any issue, and no one's going to say no to money. So you're going to give me that money now, and I can start investing it and wasting it now so I can buy a bunch of stupid stuff now instead of later? Hmm, Maybe I shouldn't take this money. (laughs) Maybe I should wait. Oh, no. Kind of feels like an annuity. All you guys take it's, the money when it's there, and I don't blame you. By the well, way, I just got were, done. Oh yeah, if, if I you were, if no you question. Won, if you won the lottery, would you be the person that says, "Ah, I'll take all the money now. I'm going to take a, I'm an incremental like payment." Oh no, over, I like, get hit by a bus. Years. Nope, give me the money I now. Want now. Yep, give me now, and then you'll never hear from me ever again. Yeah. Thank oh, yeah. God, that's all doable. We though. all have that dream. No, oh God, every day. But Miami and and look, Buffalo is up against the cap now. So now Buffalo, because their year, they're about to enter year four, really into this window, right? During the pandemic here, they went to the AFC title game last two years. They lose in the divisional round, so they're in year four. They're going to have to start to decide who do I pay, who do we replenish with. Are we drafting for need because we're letting people walk out the door because we can't pay them, which means you better love the position coming out in the draft. It gets to a whole different level of kind of complexities where I felt like with Buffalo last year, going to get Von Miller was a luxury and a step they needed to take. Now it's going to be, well, can we keep these people around Von Miller? And then it's how do we do that? And who do we sacrifice? And, Every team goes through it. Hell, even Kansas City, they let Tyreek Hill go, essentially. I mean, they were like, okay, we know we can't pay this guy, and they're still okay. Now Buffalo has to just begin the process of that while the other teams in their division are building to try to catch them as the Bills make tough decisions and let some guys walk out the door. Yeah, And it makes me wonder what Buffalo Bill in the offseason Bill Belichick is going to steal. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Really? Happens all the to think no, about. No, it. no, no. What I, I is mean, the I know. Mo- what is the easiest way to directly impact your competition? Oh, so you think so? One only will Steel. I take your corner, uh, who like you know is like you know it's such an integral part of your success ah, on defense, Leslie Frazier. You're feeling what I'm putting uh, down. Okay, all right. The whole what veteran guy really matters to them that eh, maybe we overpay a little bit that'll fit our culture, but really leaves a hole on their roster. The Patriots are at the point to where they can do that. My thing with the Bills is that um, as long as they have Josh Allen, they're always going to be a problem for you. The What you hope is that the coaching that he gets limits what his ceiling can be. You know, So he got really high-end coaching development from Brian Dable over the course of three years. Really made the difference. He improved every single year. And then Dable leaves, and he and, and by his standards, take an obvious drop, especially in the reckless interception category. That's what hurt him more than any. I'm just going to throw it when it was obvious the dude wasn't open. So I think them rebuilding their staff and fixing that area is going to be paramount for them. But ultimately, they're not going anywhere as long as Josh Allen's there. He's better than Mac Jones. He's better than anything the, the the Jets have at this point in time, and he's better than Tua. But you also know he's not Burrow or Mahomes. Well, that's an interesting discussion because right now it looks like he's the odd man out. It's like a threesome that just went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like only two people really benefit from the threesome. There's always one person that's like, well, well I guess I mean, this doesn't quite work anymore. It's like taking a... <laughs> in the words of Billy Lanny, <laughs> go on. <laughs> yeah, just You know they don't work. Two people actually end up liking each other more than the third, and they concentrate their time on These are just movies that I've seen. Oh, okay? Just movies I got that it. I've seen, oh. okay, that we've all seen. Oh, the porno. But, yeah, but it's funny. They, suddenly it's like it's like there's this this new AFC you know, high-end quarterback club that, that Josh Allen used to be a member of that suddenly they've kicked him out of, right? Like some Patrick Mahomes has get, and, John, and Joe Burrow got together and said, he doesn't really belong. I mean, what are we doing? Should we should, – you tell him. No, you tell him. No, you tell him. Well, they did I, that by he, winning. <laughs> well, I know, but it's so in a way, like if you talk about like the you know the higher ups, like the elite, the aristocrats of the NFL, like who those guys seem like they're walking around with their nose in the air, which they're not. But their narrative is starting to change a little bit, whether it's true or not. I, I hear, right. I see people defending Josh Allen like crazy. Like, what do you guys talk about? He's this, he's that. But that's just the way of the world. Listen, you, you, the last time you went to the AFC Championship game was in the, the COVID year. I mean, and you could say, well, look what he did against Kansas City. They had that game won like four different times. Well, he still lost. Right, that's the thing. Look what they're talking about. Look what the Dallas Cowboys are doing to Dak Prescott. They're, they're passive-aggressively blaming him on their Twitter and Instagram feeds. Josh Allen also, to me, is really Cam Newton 2.0. When it popped for Cam... They went 15-1 and to the Super Bowl, and he was an MVP. But there's also the other side of that, which you could be a divisional round out every year because either the quarterback doesn't have enough around him or he's got to be Superman every game for you to be able to win and really win at a, at a high level. I do think all this ties in to the Bill O'Brien hire. Your thoughts at 617-779-7937. There is something that Christian and I are going to put the stop down on. And someone did mention Matt Patricia earlier. Oh, what to make of Matty P. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI.
Lunchtime parlay coming up in 20 minutes. Foye is in today, by the way, on the lunchtime parlay. So that means a four-leg parlay, which means your odds are going to go up significantly. We'll give you those in 20 minutes. Um, Before we get to shutting down the rumor mill, and also sort of maybe slapping around a writer for uh, the way they go about their business and putting some things out there. We had a caller ask earlier, "What do you?" and we'll talk to Tom Kern about this at noon because he's the one who had the report. What do you make of all everything swirling around Matt Patricia? As far as... That he could be leaving, that uh, you oh, know his deal yeah. with Detroit is yeah. up, and that I, I don't see how this guy leaves. Well, um, I agree with you, and I'll just add to it. One, if I'm Bill, I make sure I find a place for him to stay, and I pay him accordingly. You know, I don't underpay him. I don't. I make sure he has a soft landing spot because the Bill's all about loyalty. He's all about respect. He's all about the you know, the brotherhood. And yeah, you know what? This guy, Matt Patricia, he basically took a bullet for you. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. I mean. <laughs> it's not like his his reputation was great to begin with once he left Detroit, but he I think he was probably really, you know, wanted to kind of fix it. So he gets this opportunity. I'll call it an opportunity. I feel like it was more like a like a, a favor. Will you do me a favor? Will you do it? Well, you know, I'm not. That's not really. But coaches are coaches. If you trusted me before, <laughs> trust was, me again. There You're was a that, coach, right? right? Coach me again. Trusted me. Let's we'll do this together. He wasn't ready for it. He was. Uh, he, he. It wasn't what he could do. He uh, and then he looked silly for it, and he was mocked for it. They made fun of him. Like left, it's almost like he became a sympathetic figure. So I think you need to find a spot for him. I don't think, unless he just does the Cliff Kingsbury thing, it goes to you know Thailand and like takes his family and says gets the hell out of Dodge. Well, this guy's getting no interviews for anything. And, Are you surprised? Uh not really because he Belichick kind of buried him, which That's is my why point. which is why I think he's going to stay around because it, it would be from an optics standpoint. All right, so just think of this, right? Whomever, let's say Sean Payton takes over as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers in a weird world, right? And he's going to be looking around for coordinators. Is he really going to say to the new owner who just hired him and probably traded a pick for him and handed him about $100 bucks to come in and run the thing, hey, I got a great defensive coordinator. Really? Yeah, it's from New England. Wait, I thought they're keeping Mayo. You're going for Steve Belichick? No, Matt Patricia. How do you sell that? to an owner who just hired you that, oh, yeah, whatever you heard last year, whatever you heard in Detroit, all bunk. This guy can coordinate a defense as good as anybody. He's going to – who is going to die on that hill with their new owner to bring in Matt freaking Patricia? Well, you just said it. It's going to have to be a guy that's going to have a lot of power. I have a lot of power. It's the Pete Carroll, Mike Holmgren, Bill Belichick, you know, type of vibe, right, where – I'm in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And so you hired me to do your job. Stay out of the way. This is the guy that I think is best for us. Like, I'm with you, though. Someone's going to have to beat their fist on the desk and say, this is good for us. Yes. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just spent a lot of money on me. I got seven years, and it's all freaking guaranteed. Like, just trust me on this. It'll work. I, I, I don't know if it would even – I just don't feel like it's safe to go back into that, that type of – that lake, that pond, because I feel like – 
he's an easy target. Yep. Something goes wrong. He's just easy to pick on. And that's the issue with Matt. It's like he just needs to be, I don't know, reconditioned. Like it just, you know, reset. Hey, put your player hat on for a second, okay? If you're a defensive player at whatever team and you're excited to get this new head coach in there and that guy walks in and you're a defensive player and they say Matt Patricia is going to lead you guys. Right. Thank you. Your reaction said it all. For those who weren't watching on Twitch, it was the, oh, with the eye roll. Yeah. Right? Now, you might not say to the head coach, you're an effing idiot. What are you doing? Because you want your job. But amongst the players, there's no way they can talk themselves into it, right? That is my point because optics, I think, are are part of the uh, equation. Uh, Reputation is his – he's got a terrible reputation now. Like he does, and I do think I do think a lot of, and even though he's a really good defensive coach, but a lot of these guys they probably they probably don't really know anything about him. They just listen to what they hear on the radio, they watch on TV, and his name is constantly being thrown out there by every former quarterback, every analyst. You talk about on the CBS, you talk about their show on Sunday, you talk about Fox, you talk about Amazon Prime. They talk about Matt Patricia just being incompetent. Being ignorant. And, you know, he isn't. I mean, he's a really smart guy, but this is not what he does. Right. He did his best. And holy crap, none of us, if any of us tried to go from off from defense to offense, would fail. Like all if you if you put an off if you put Josh McDaniels on a defense, he would fail. Yes. So I on one hand I give him credit for doing as well as he did. Like when I sit there and go, well, under the circumstance, that was my thing with Matt. I would always say under the circumstances with Mac Jones and Matt Patricia. Under these circumstances, man, he's doing a pretty good job under the circumstances. But, you know, uh, I just don't think it works. I think he should be a position coach, and he works under another defensive coordinator, and he only gives advice when it's asked for. He doesn't butt in. He doesn't try to lead the witness. He just does his job like he did from the very beginning. And then eventually he will have a position group that overperforms, that uh, that lives, that exceeds expectations. Now he's getting credit for it, right? And that is how you resurrect your career and your reputation. That's how it's done in the NFL. Now guys have done worse, stupid things publicly, terrible things coaching wise, and they have re- resurrected their career. That's what he's got to do. That's the advice I would give him. He needs to get away from the sideline for Absolutely. a year. He needs to go be Ernie Adams yeah. for a year and then either wait for someone here to get hired if Mayo ends up. Listen, we we talked about the whole Mayo's going to stay here. Well, if somebody comes next year and says, nah, I'll give you $7 million to be my head coach and it's a good organization, I wonder if Gerard Mayo can kind of hold off from taking an opportunity like that. So if you're Bill Belichick and you're so worried about people leaving – Put Matt in the basement for a year. And then it's like, well, if I got to bust out a defensive coach, I know I got one right here on staff that I can at least trust and that the players will still have been around. And hopefully all those guys down there at Gillette don't look at Matty P and be like, there goes an idiot. I just saw this. Um, So Trent Dilfer took the head coaching job at UAB. Correct. Okay. After being the head coach at a school in Tennessee called, yeah, it was like a prep school. Lips, 
Lipscomb or something like that academy. Right, Lipscomb Academy. Lipscomb Academy, yeah. They win the state title, blah, blah, blah. He's there. He's a badass. Kevin Mawai, former center, Hall of Famer, played for the Jets, Seattle, a bunch of different teams. He is now the head coach at that academy. Other guys that try to get that job, um, Jason Witten, um, uh, John Kitna. And I was like, wow. And they gave the job to Kevin Mawai. My point to Matt Patricia is if he interviewed for that job, they would not have given him that high school job because the standard and the reputation was already set by Trent Dilfer. There's no way he's living up to it. So they went outside and got other guys. They, they, they turned down two offensive guys. Well, they were all offensive guys, but John Kitna was the best, you know, probably for that job, but they gave it to Kevin Mawai. And that, that's how far I think he's fallen. Like when I saw it, I was like, I mean, I don't think Matt could even get this job. I don't think they, they would have interviewed him to be polite, and even with all his expertise and knowledge, they probably still would have hired somebody else for high school kids. Yeah. I'm with you. High school kids. I mean, it feels feels like there is no buzz for – and I think there's this too. All year long we talked about, boy, Bill Belichick, more loyal to Matt Patricia than anybody. Is he really going to let that guy swing in the wind? Is he really going to be like, dude – you're about to be unemployed. Now, whether you think he should be or not, I think there is the realization of Bill put him in a bad spot. He took one for the team. It just feels like it'd be pretty rough if Bill Belichick walked uh, away. I don't think he can. I'm kind of with you. We'll get into it more with Tom E. Curran coming up at noon, but we've also got to continue on the quarterback talk because there's something that's driving me crazy. And uh, Peter King... <laughs> is a part of this, and I know you're going to get to that, but can we just unequivocally state right now, Aaron Rodgers is not being traded to the New England Patriots. Can we just just stop with that? No, it's not going to happen. Here's the thing. (laughs) Are the New England Patriots going to give up a gaggle of picks for a guy who there are questions on his own about Aaron Rodgers that I'm not even going to bring up? But the Green Bay Packers do not have an owner. They have like an ownership board. And the guy, Mark Murphy, mm-hmm. running the Packers is the dude who's kind of like the chairman of the board, let's say. Yeah. If the Green Bay Packers move on from Aaron Rodgers, we're looking at, according to Spot Track and others, I'll even undersell it because it's closer to $99 million. But they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers and incur a... $90 million cap charge yeah. on a $225 million cap. Now, I know they got a bunch of young players and guys that are working cheap, and they they might be able to work around it a little bit to then put in, what's his name? Kevin Love, Bryce Love. Jordan, is it Jordan Love? Yeah, uh, Moni Love. Jordan. I have no idea. Whoever the hell this guy is who's been sitting there fondling himself for three years. Yeah. He ain't going to make a ton of money, but they're going to put that guy in, right? But the whole... A team is going to be like, yeah, you know what? We just signed him to this extension, and we gave ourselves the ability to get out much more cleanly in 2024, but what the hell? Let's just eat $90 million on the cap that we then can't turn around and do anything with just to get rid of this guy to get what? The 14th pick in the draft? Or, or you're going to trade the guy there with Bill Belichick, and then it's going to be, sure, we'll take future number ones, which might be 
25 through 32, God willing, if the Patriots get that good. Like, come on. I do believe in the power of uh, manifestation. And then you're going to and, – and by the way, Not a chance, that no. guy thinks when he walks in the door, as you noted with Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, why I'm the captain now. Yeah. No, no, no. When Aaron Rodgers walks in the door, he's the kind of delusional dude who would look at Bill Belichick and say, no, I'm the captain now. And Bill would be like, well, why'd I trade for you? Uh, so Just stop it, all the insanity. <laughs> so Just like with DeAndre Hopkins. You and I both love DeAndre Hopkins. We yeah. talked about it. But to think that it's going to be, yeah, you know what? We'll give you $17 million a year. And oh, by the way, we'll trade a, a first or a second round pick for you as well. No, no. See, see this, is, this is what we're kind of leaning towards because I think we both have the same issue. And it's... It's it's more it's less about the player than it is the person that reports on that player and the and the and the way they and the way they kind of the words and phrases that they use the way it's positioned. Well, it's like it's like insiders and journalists slash reporters or like whatever. Like I feel like you can't tell who's who anymore. So we talk about Peter King. So Peter King, like the new phrase for these guys to get into the debate. And to give their own opinion and to not to be called out for like it being source and that's we all react to it is I can see. So the Peter Kings and the uh and the uh you know Adam Schefters of the world, they protect themselves. You know what? I can see Aaron Rodgers playing for the New York Jets. I can even see Aaron Rodgers play for the New England Patriots. So Wardway was guilty of this so, as well. So it's funny. So here's so so Peter King and his uh what is it Monday morning quarterback whatever that. And hopefully called. we'll get it up on Twitch. All right, here's what it says. It says this is from King's column, and he says, and it really is written pretty interesting, right? Because it's like it because none of this is reality. I'm I'm adding. I can see. Okay, just so everybody knows. I can see. So the possibilities are delicious. Rodgers to the Jets, maybe reteaming with ex-Patriot aide, ex-Packer aide Nathaniel Hackett, who has interviewed for the New York offensive coordinator job, or Rodgers to the Patriots, which seems very Belichickian to perhaps give Mac Jones two learning seasons in the shadows. Or, or, ooh, how about this? Rodgers to to Vegas, if Tom Brady doesn't beat him there. Or Rodgers to Seattle, which is seventh in cap room in 2023 and has four picks in the draft, top 55. You could think of 10 more. I could see it happening. Yes, yes, yes. Right? To me, this isn't based in reality. This is just somebody's like stream of consciousness. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just throw out a bunch of possibilities. You go. It's your turn now, Adam Schefter. What can you see happening? Oh my God! They all do it. They all do. It's not based in reality. No, it isn't. It's like because you and then you you throw out a bunch of facts with like numbers and like a, a painful realization of how much money you're gonna lose or you won't be able to use based on the, the the contract commitment that you have and how you're tied to that good freaking luck which more which is what's more interesting to me is this is that the when Brett Farr was 39 years old yep. he was traded to the Jets mm-hmm. the guy waiting behind him was Aaron Rodgers who had waited 3 years now you have Aaron Rodgers who is also 39 years old and Jordan Love has waited 3 years to replace him that's what I think is interesting, just how like the wheels, like worlds colliding. That's like, what does I think Green is, Bay look at it and say it's this kid's time? That, that's what I think. We've got to move on. Yeah, I feel like there's something to that. He's been running. To me, there's more. There's more information in that relationship and how that coexists together than it is like 
I can see this happening. We, you know what? I can see a lot of things happening. I'm 22 years old. Pamela Anderson is in her prime. She walks up to me as I'm like wow. uh, getting some donuts, and she says, why not? Wow, we went Pam Anderson on that one. Uh, she's got a new book out that I was interested in. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Well, you're also in the same age range as well. Are we? Yeah. I think Are she's really? mid-50s. I'm not mid fifties. You're early fifties. You're like four. Hold on, she's like. Hold on a second. I am not mid fifties. Hold on a second. I am virgin fifty. I am virgin. I am a virgin fifty. She's fifty five. You're fifty one ish. New early fifty one. Again, four years. You would have been a freshman when she was a senior. You're in the same neighborhood. Sorry, brother. I know you don't like hearing that, but as someone who's 48, it's like fighting off being included with the 50s. But again, you're in the same neighborhood, and it's it's sort of the way those things go down. So, yes, I do think some of the, hey, I could see, generates discussion. It gets people going. But in reality, and look, Tom Brady come back here, as much as I'd love it, it'd be great. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Because... For really, it's just one-sided. Bill Belichick will not reopen that door. Ain't I, no see, way. You know I, why? I am, I am less. You uh, know why? Because uh, then in the court of public opinion, which Bill Belichick is not blind to, then it's you couldn't do it. Then oh, see, it that's, slams that's the, the door shut it. on the discussion and that's never going to happen. That to me is the is the is the reason that he wouldn't he couldn't admit to because let's just play it out real quick because if 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 the opportunity's there, uh, Tom talks to Kraft and Kraft says, "Look, this would be great. Okay, you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Okay, great. Let's have, let's let's run it by Bill." And the Bill, that that's it. It's the legacy thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You couldn't do it without him. You begged him to come back. Whether it's true or not, it's out there now. Right. I feel like because I actually felt like yeah, that, that that would be something of a relationship that I thought could possibly happen more than Aaron Rodgers, just because he's a free agent. Right. He can do anything he wants. They can just throw money at it's him. Any, he can do anything he wants, as opposed to you know the the Green Bay Packers being tethered to Aaron Rodgers financially. So, but again, I think that's that, I think ego. He would kill that's it. where ego gets in it. the way. If, yeah. if if we're starting to believe since Bill O'Brien came here. That Bill O'Brien being under contract to Alabama may have tied into him not being here last year and Matt Patricia took the hit. Ain't no way Bill's gonna be like, yeah, let me uh let me let you back in and then really end the debate for many people. 617-779-7937. Tom Kern with us at noon, the lunchtime parlay, the four-leg parlay. Your return will be guaranteed ten times the money you bet next. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. Now, now, more Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. And streaming on WEEI.com. All right, here we go. Time for the lunchtime parlay. And oh, baby, last night, uh, well, I saved the group. Because Billy and Terp suffered bad beats last night. Jalen Brown, 27 and a half points, a bucket short. DeJounte Murray, 21 and a half points for the over, a bucket short. 
What two buckets is all we needed? He didn't score in the fourth quarter. He had 19. Unbelievable, right? And I think he ended up with 20. So I think he made a free throw in the fourth quarter. So he might have missed. And and again, it was 21 and a half. So then you would have got porked by the hook. But nevertheless, and getting porked by a hook is never good. But be Uh that as it may. (laughs) Uh, The lunchtime parlay today is a not one, not two, not three, but four-leg parlay because Foyer is in, therefore jacking up the value that you're going to spend by plunking Ten dollars down on this. So Fourier, why don't you go first? Dazzle our ears with your gambling wizardry. Okay. Uh, well, I'll do my best. So here's the thing: uh, the NBA. All I do is I look for just the predictable trend in the NBA, which is really, really good team that had a really bad day uh, on the road uh, without a lot of their players. So they lost to Orlando last night. They 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 uh, they had uh, injury issues. They had uh, turnover issues. They had Tatum leaving issues. And now they're playing uh, again on the road against a team. Like, call it a rival. The Miami Heat are a rival. They're not going to lose back-to-back games on the road. Now, they've done it in the past, obviously. But this is the ob- the obvious win for me. And you're giving them three points? So they're on the road? And you're saying they're the underdog? Okay, let Joe Mazzula sink his teeth into that. Let him make sure everybody knows this is what they think about you against the Miami Heat, who you're better than. And I'm assuming that Brogdon will be back. Robert Williams was resting management for his knee. All those guys are going to be back. What about I will take, I will take uh, the Celtics all day long, plus three after a loss. All right. What I am very nervous about that. I would. I, these are the These are sleep at night picks, by the way. That's what I call them. Wait, Sleep at night picks. What does that mean? I don't worry about it. I'm so sure of it, so convinced that it's going to happen that I just <laughs> sleep at night. No worries whatsoever. Passive income. Letting your money work for you. Listen like to Terp now. I, yeah, I got a 401k. I, I want you to invest in Rick Edelman up here okay. working with us now. Um, so, yeah. So, plus three. Uh, give it until 945 tonight on our text string. Okay. For you, it'd be... Sleeping, I'm sure, in no, reacting the to the end. Celtics game. No, no, I'll be good. I'll be good. I won't let me say anything because I know I'm a winner. Billy, what do you have? All right, the Phoenix Suns are on a uh, three-game winning streak. They're hosting the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Give me the Suns to cover the seven points. The ah. Charlotte Hornets aren't really much to uh, you know, write home about. And by the me- way, on Sportsbook Rhode Island, down to six and a half. All right. We'll take that. I'll take it. That's right. Minus 110. There we go. Uh, Terp, what do you got? Give me the Chicago Bulls on the money line in Indiana taking on the Pacers. The Pacers haven't won a game yet without Tyrese Halliburton. This team is a lost cause, so I like the Bulls. Uh, I'm going to go back to the college basketball route. I had a little bit of a uh, contrarian uh, contrarian pick yesterday of a favorite with Baylor because Fourier, one of the gambling axioms that is out there is that someone will look at a really good team and say, well, they're not going to lose X in a row. And Baylor was kind of like what you just did. But Baylor is playing <laughs> Kansas last what do night. With, what did I do with roulette? Where it was, uh, wow, they're not going to lose X in a row. Baylor was favored one by seven. This one, two similar teams where I think the spread is off a little bit. I'm getting points for what I think is the better team in Air Force at San Jose State. 
Give me Air Force plus three and a hook, which is massive, against San Jose State in a game that we'll all be asleep for because I don't think that thing's tipping off till like 10.30 Eastern time. So Air Force plus the points in college basketball. The Suns minus, Bulls money line, Celtics plus the points. Ladies and gentlemen, your $10 will win you on this parlay. $113.10, a multiple of 11. Go. How about those multiples there in there, uh, Rick Edelman? Yeah. Or uh, or the money doctor, Tony Robbins? <laughs> Sounds good to like me. That. The money doctor. The, yeah, the money, the money doctor, Hello. Justin Turpin. <laughs> Turpin's like, ah, yeah, what you got to do is move this around here, put it here. Uh, It'll grow ten, tenfold. Exactly right. 11 times your spend. You're going to get with today's lunchtime parlay. Good luck to everyone who is going to partake in that. Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston is a weekly guest of ours. He's coming up at noon right at the top of the hour. He had the nugget on Matt Patricia. We know that according to reports, Bill O'Brien, praise the Lord, is going to be coming in as the offensive coordinator. So now that this is shut down, it looks like Gerard Mayo is going to stay. And according to a report from Albert Breer, I guess Adrian Clem could be in play to come to New England. There are a couple of caveats in there that Fourier and I will have to get to in talking about big Adrian Clem. But we'll talk football with Tommy Curran as the lunchtime hour starts next.